You are listening to the Plant Your Health podcast with Caitlin Howarth. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Plant Your Health podcast. Today, I have another guest. Her name is Noelle, and she's fantastic. We are soul sisters from the moment we met. We have so much in common. We get along so well, and I'm so excited to bring her on to have her give you information about her training background, hear her story, and how she helps her clients really train and fuel to feel their best. So introduce yourself, tell everyone who you are, what you do. Yeah. So I am currently an online coach. I have been working like through Instagram as a coach for about two years now. Um, But I have been coaching strength training, coaching strength training for the past six years. Um, And I just, I love it so much. I'm a yoga teacher. Um, I've got my bachelor's in psychology and I'm currently working on my master's in dietetics. So lots and lots of education here. Uh, yeah. So, so when you my- get, it's like, when you get a bachelor's, you can pretty much go anywhere with a master's, right? I think so. I think that's the way it works. Honestly, um, I got my bachelor's in psychology and I wanted to do marketing, <laughs> but I think just like the universe took me other places and I ended yeah. up falling in love with, with coaching. And so from psychology, it actually worked out really well because my background is in stress management and um, behavioral neuroscience with my bachelor's. I did a lot of like lab work in the neuroscience lab and got really deep into like the brain and the stress axis and how like exercise affects us. So it honestly was a really great transition into now going into my uh, master's in dietetics. I want to eventually study um, and help women who are struggling with eating disorders overcome that and work towards, you know, better health through their nutrition. Nice. I love that. I think, I mean, I know today we're talking about training, but the nutrition aspect, as we have, we did a, to everyone, we did a live on Noelle's page and it was over, you know, plant-based eating for lifters and being intuitive and like enjoying what you eat and blah, 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 all of that good stuff. And so when you go follow her, cause I know you're gonna, when you go follow her, find that live, because I think nutrition is such an important aspect. Like you can't just look at training and you can't just look at nutrition. So you have to like marry both of them. So going for dietetics, I think is super cool. And I love that you, and that, like that psychology background as well is going to be magical. Like that's, that's going to work out so well. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think it was just kind of like the harmony of the way everything fell together. It was really great. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that's amazing. I love that. And I am hoping that you will share all the info on oh, your you know I will. Instagram when you are learning all the dietetic stuff. Cause that sounds fun. So with two, I mean, I know today, like I said, we're talking about training. Yeah. So your background kind of 
where you started, how you started, how that has evolved. Yeah. It's the beginning. Yeah. So I started honestly doing P90X videos in my basement, um, at 14 and they started off being yoga and I was obsessed with yoga. It was my first ever like fitness love, if you will. And I eventually went on to doing like the more strength training cardio, like the, they had a plyo, um, like the 25 days, the 21 day fix type Mm -hmm. of stuff. Um, and I really, I loved it when I was doing it. Um, but at the time I was completely overtraining. I was doing like 45 minutes on the elliptical, um, a 45 minute strength training video, and then going outside for another run. So I was just overdoing it, trying to get as, you know, thick, if you will, air quotes. I'm tired just thinking about that. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Right. Um, and my goal was always just to not be so small, not be so skinny. I was always made fun of, which is not something you hear about very often, but I was always made fun of, um, for being a stick from, you know, go eat a cheeseburger, go eat a cookie. Um, and I just wanted to not be so small and like picked on anymore. So honestly, I started, I think I got into like my first ever internship and I saw the way like everybody at the gym, this is my first time going to a gym. Um, when I started dating my first boyfriend and I saw how just like different everybody was exercising compared to me. And at that time I was 16, 17, and there were pretty much all men in the gym, but I was like, they have these muscles and I don't, and I lift like they do and I don't get it. Um, so I got really, really deep into like strength training and watching people learning, asking questions. And I just, I just fell in love with the idea of strength training and, you know, what it takes to fuel your body, you know, reducing stress on the body and not overtraining with, you know, an hour and a half of cardio and only 30 minutes of weights. So I ended up actually for my high school graduation present, got myself my first certification and just kind of like continued to educate and learn and grow and started training right out of high school. That's so cool. That's so cool. I always like, I, I crack myself up because like from like where I am now to where I thought I was going to be, like when I was a kid is just night and day. Oh yeah. And so it's so cool that like, you knew that's what you were going to do. And like, you still love it because when I was younger, I thought I was going into law enforcement. And so I have a degree in criminology And like, I studied serial killers in college, which is like the coolest thing ever. Don't get me wrong. Like that was great, but I don't use that now, you know, like I had to go out and get, you know, like personal training certification, sports nutrition, sort of like I had to go and do that. So I think it's so cool that like right out of high school, you're like, yep, what's up everyone, you know? And so, and then like, you're good at it and it has, you know, worked out like that's like, that's great. Yeah. I think what really helped to be honest with you, because I know a lot of people who start with their personal training certification, um, especially with NASM, it's like a harder certification to pass. Mm -hmm. A lot of people have trouble. And I took this anatomy class my senior year of high school and was just honestly so 
enthralled. I think that's the word I'm looking for, but was like just so captivated by how much more I had to learn about the human body and how it like went along with what I was already learning about my own body. And it just like, it took off after that. I like passed my NASM test the first time I took it, which is apparently not a very common thing to do now. But, um, yeah, I was like, I was in it to win it. I was, I've always been just like a fiend for all things health, all things, you know, kinesiology related, just so interested. And I have too. like, I, I mean, you know, I started running when I was 13 and I got into the gym when I was, I mean, when I got my driver's license at 16. And so I've been running and lifting ever since. And so I've, I'm always like, you know, I've been doing this for over half of my life. And like, that's rare for a lot of, huh? That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So like, it's, it's rare, but for whatever reason, as much as I loved it. And I, even before I got certified, I helped, you know, friends and family and they'd ask me questions and da, 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 da. And like I, I did, I was doing trail running in high school and even like my first year of college, I came back and did the trail series that I always do. And, you know, I, I, as much as I loved it and as much as I immersed myself and like learned and like helped other people, I never thought to like, actually do it I was so set on like my childhood dream of like going into law enforcement and so I was like I just I laugh at myself now like (laughs) little Caitlin is just she's silly she's so silly I'm like why and a lot of people now are like this makes so much sense I'm like I know I know I'm just twenty thousand dollars in student loan debt because I just I needed a completion grade (laughs) I mean, Hey, (laughs) you can use that criminology degree eventually. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I can, I guess maybe one day, I don't know. (laughs) Like, and I, I'm not going to lie. Like you learn a lot because there is a huge psychology part to it. Like you learn the psychology, but your angle of learning psychology is figuring out why said serial killer killed said woman in like whatever way and like buried them and like all this stuff so it's like a completely different play on like psychology that I use now with my clients so I'm like you know this is great this is great getting back on track and not talking about serial killers so you've been training pretty much as long as I have um so that's you know like we're both long-term health lovers So when it comes to, you know, you started with P90X, you overtrained, you under ate, all of that. Um, How did you, like, what did you learn through that process that kind of makes up your training philosophy now? What did you learn? Yeah. Well, I definitely learned that food is important. That's the first thing that you cannot under eat. Um, it will immensely help with your training. Um, but however, in regards to training, I think I learned, I think the biggest thing I learned is to create consistency within your body, to be honest with you. When I started, I was doing different videos every single day, you know, not pushing myself with weight. I wanted to move as fast as I could and burn as many calories as I could. And whether your goal is to gain or lose weight, that is not a good way to approach your workout. It's not healthy. Um, and it leads to a little bit of obsession. And I think 
creating that consistency is the major pillar that I have with my clients is what can we realistically put in your programming, in your lifestyle that will allow you to create that consistency. For me, that was allowing myself to have yoga in my program. I am a big yogi. I absolutely love it. Um, Like I said, it was like my first fitness love. So I will do some sort of yoga every single day. However, I'm not going out and doing hot yoga three, four, five times a week because that would completely go away from my goal, which is to still gain muscle. So allowing yourself to do the things you love, like how you strength train and run, um, you know, you can do both. You just have to make sure you're setting your goals as a priority. So I guess that would be another pillar, just like really prioritizing what needs to be prioritized. Um, one of the biggest things for me was the cardio, the incessant amount of cardio. I hated cardio, but I thought I needed it. Um, and it just wasn't necessary. I can, for me, with my personal goals, not being, not being a runner, praise praise you for that. Um, (laughs) but I took a lot of time, um, to just allow myself not to, you know, I walk every day. I can do, you know, 10 minutes incline walk on the treadmill or, um, a slow climb on the stairmaster. And that's all the cardio I need to keep my heart healthy. Right. Um, so just being like honest with yourself about what it needs, what needs to be a priority, what needs to happen for you to create that consistency within your own body yeah and I think I think it's important for people to realize that just like you know the weather and everything in life everything is cyclical and there's a season so like you can go through seasons where you're more heavily strength training And you can go through seasons where you're more heavily doing conditioning. And I think both are important for heart health, for strength, you know, muscle, tendon, all of that, especially throughout your life when you are getting older. So starting that good foundation is so important, but people forget like they, everyone thinks that they have to do everything all the time. And it really is like you can do like when I am in a like 12 or 16 week, like half marathon, 25 K running program. Like my main focus during that time is running. I still will strength train. I'll still go to the gym and I still want to get that aspect in, but it kind of goes to the back burner. I'm just trying to maintain I'm not trying to make my mileage much longer and hit a new PR. Mm-hmm. And then once I ran that race, honestly, honestly, I'm like, I'm going to take a break from running for a bit. I'm over it. And so I will take, you know, like a month or two off. And that's when I lean back into lifting more. There are seasons and going through and having that awareness and like deciding what season you're in and what to focus on, what's going to be a priority is important. And it also helps with the consistency because then, you know, you don't have to do the same thing for the rest of your life. Like you can mix it up. You can, you know, throw in a yoga class, like do different things and you'll still be 
progressing. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's huge. Um, I feel like that goes hand in hand with, um, people that want to push everything onto themselves at once when they first start their, their journey as well. Like you, just because you love running, you love strength training, doesn't mean both have to be your priority right now. Also, just because you want to start up both doesn't mean you should start up both right away. You know, take it slow, make a schedule that's going to work for you. Be able to make sure that the goals and habits that you're starting up are reasonable and realistic for your lifestyle. And you're not trying to add on three runs a week or strength training days while you're working full-time and going to school. Like it's just not gonna happen yeah that's what I always like preach I'm like you can run and you can lift at the same time it is a thing it is the basics of like strength and conditioning but what I don't suggest is if you are strength training regularly if you're going to the gym four to five days a week and you're like yeah you know running sounds good like that would be good for my health like I you know maybe I'll enjoy that taking that thought and then throwing in three running days onto what you're doing it's such a bad idea. It's such a bad idea. Maybe add one in, add one, see how that is. Maybe even start on the treadmill on one day that you're at the gym already. Don't make it too like difficult and complicated. Just add it in, make sure you're eating enough and sleep well. And it'll be much more sustainable in the long run. I do think so many people try to add all sorts of things on too soon. And you're just like, I mean, I was running for three years before I started lifting, before I got my driver's license and could drive my happy ass to the gym every day. Cause my mom was not going to do it. And so when I ran from like 13 to 16, I would just run around the neighborhood. I would just leave, like leave my house, call it a day, run back. So I think that's another thing too, is just like when you kind of mentioned what you, what you mentioned made me think of when somebody has a specific goal in mind too, right? When you, so you can add both in, take it one at a time, but if you also have a specific goal in mind and your goal is to bulk up, for example, and you start adding in a bunch of cardio days and a bunch of extra workouts and you are already struggling to maybe hit the food that you aimed for the day. Like you're not, it's not going to work out very well because you're going to put your body in so much stress and, or even sometimes losing weight. I've seen women who we can, we can work your way up with, you know, food. We can have you regularly strength training very often and you're in a deficit and your goal is to lose body fat, but you are already hitting that peak of almost overtraining and you want to start running because you're in a deficit. No girl, like take your time, make sure you're, yeah. Talk about recovery. Like you need to make sure you're fully recovering from, um, each workout session that you do, whether it's strength training, running yoga. I mean, yoga, maybe not so much, but you know, hot yoga might be a little different, but (laughs) regular yoga. I think that's the point. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I agree with you, girl, but even like CrossFit style, I know that's a pretty big, um, pretty big interest in a lot of like the clients I get as they come, they come to me doing like CrossFit and running. 
and that's a lot of high intensity exercise. And then you're eating such little calories and it's like, I know you want to do both, but we need to, we need to lose some of it, not all of it. Yeah. And maybe like, and that's the thing is like, they want to do both, but you have to kind of take them back and say, okay, one day you can do both Mm -hmm. right now. It's too much for you. So Mm -hmm. we'll take some away. We'll add in food so your body can recover. And then slowly over time, you can build up to that. Like you can, I mean, you can 100% do whatever you want, but it might take time for you to get there and be efficient at it to allow your body that chance to actually adapt and figure out what the hell you're doing and be like, oh yeah, okay, we can do this. We have to also remember with that, the length of time it took you to get to where you were. And then the length of time it's going to take you to get to where you need to be. When you strength train and you are, or when you overtrain in general and you spend years overtraining and then you slowly start to bring that down and it's going to get hard because there are going to be days where, you know, you aren't feeling completely depleted and you have all this energy and you're going to feel good, but there are also going to be days where you feel maybe fluffier than normal. You feel groggier. You don't feel great those come too. And we have to push through those types of days um, when we're coming off of overtraining because they, those days are needed. You need, you need to have that, those fluctuation of days to know that like you're, you're coming back to homeostasis in your body. Your body's re-regulating. It's, you know, your hormones are coming back. You're feeling good. Um, You're starting to really get all of the cues that your body needs to be healthy. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So from that (laughs) with, you know, like the clients that you work with, Mm -hmm. what are like their most common struggles that you help them through? And kind of like, do you have, I mean, I know every client is different in every situation. So it's hard to like give like a definite, you know, specific answer, but for the common struggles that your clients have, do you have like kind of a framework or a set of like options to kind of walk them through to help them when they're struggling to get to the gym or to not overtrain or whatever they mostly struggle with? Yeah. So specifically with my girls that overtrain, I will always take a look at um, you know, how many steps they're, they're taking. And we might have to lower that. I take a look at how much they're currently training. I personally am a big believer that you only need to strength train five days a week, unless you're like really fully recovering. I think six days is just a lot. Um, but I know there are some, there are some girls that recover well enough to work out that sixth day, but typically if my girls are working out six days a week and I know their steps are super high and they're just like, going, 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 I'll drop them down. Um, so I always tell them, you know, take this time to, you know, rest and recover and allow your, allow your body to rest. So if you are somebody who is working out six, seven days a week, even if that seventh day a week is like a hot yoga class, like bring it back down, do restorative instead. Um, you know, maybe instead of a have wanting having three run days, bring it down to two, having, you know, six strength days, bring it down to five and just bring it back. 
because you're going to start to feel so much better with your energy levels. You're going to have, you know, lower stress levels, most likely better digestion, better hunger. You're just all around going to start feeling better. So that's the first thing I tell my girls when they're overtraining is just trust in your coach, trust in the process of bringing it back down a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, I always have to tell like when I, like when I assign clients on, they have like the testing week and the testing week is three days. And so I'm like, okay, I know you might be used to working out five or six days, you know, depending on their current training, but I'm like, trust in this three day testing week. It will give us the baseline. It's very important. Do not do some extra nonsense. That's going to mess with the test. <laughs> That's the other thing. That's the other thing I tell them. You do not deviate. Don't feel like you have the extra energy now and go and do another three mile run. If you are taking a break, take the break. Um, Don't go and add more in just because you're having one of those days where you feel, you know, maybe fluffier, maybe lethargic, maybe full of energy, like stick to the process, trust in yourself find your support system genuinely. Like, you know, you talked about when you were younger, you were kind of like the first one of your friends and family doing this. Right. So a lot of my girls, especially the ones who overtrain are looking at social media and seeing, you know, okay, well, this girl trains five, six days a week. So I'm going to train six days a week and do X, Y, Z. And it's like, you don't know what goes on in their life. They could literally only be training all day long. And that's the only thing they do with themselves. And they sit on a couch all day and you are managing again, potentially, I have some girls with full-time job, uh, going to school full-time, have working with kids, you know, um, that's a lot. So if you have all of these additional stressors in your life, like find your support system, find somebody who you feel like, whether that's a coach, a friend, you know, your partner who can support you, and somebody to troubleshoot with, because if you're doing this all on your own and you're overtraining, like it's going to be hard. It's going to be really hard. Yeah. And I think it is important. Obviously we look at it as coaches, but for anyone listening, it is important to look at your volume of training and outside stressors, because as good as training is for you, and it's very good, whatever kind you decide, um, it's all solid. It's still stress, but it's still stress. So if you, like she was saying, if you have, you know, if you're training five to six days a week, you're, you know, going to school full time, you're working full time, you're doing this, you're doing that. You have to, you know, like, I don't know, do other things that other people do. I don't do a whole lot, so I don't <laughs> know, but <laughs> you know, like we have all of this stuff, like that is a lot going on and you'll probably benefit from dropping your training down a day or two. Like I, I, I mean, I, right now I have two full body days and I run three days. And Mm -hmm. so I just like my rest days are Thursdays and Sundays and I even, even Wednesday. So I, I run Tuesday and Wednesday mornings And so I, you know, I get up, I've got to like get all my stuff and like head to the trails before Texas gets balls hot. And it's, I mean, it's already balls hot at 8am, but, um, so like Wednesday night I was super stoked. I was like, I am so excited for tomorrow to just like wake up, read a book, 
chill, have some coffee and like not have to go to the trails or go to the gym or like whatever. And like, as much as I love training and as much as I love running, it's still so nice to just be like, Oh, ain't got nowhere to be this morning. Like I can chill like rest days are magic. Yeah. I love my rest days. (laughs) Yes. And I, I posted on my story yesterday because it was my rest day. We're recording this on a Friday. So yesterday would have been Thursday that I typically like to do like my house cleaning on a rest day because otherwise I would literally just sit at my desk all the time. So you also have to look at, you know, like obviously you don't want to overtrain, but you obviously don't want to be a couch potato all day, every day. So at that, like, you know, vacuuming and doing my laundry and like cleaning up the kitchen gives me steps and movement so that by Friday, I'm not like, stiff going into the gym because I ran, I lifted and then ran two days in a row and then sat on the couch or like at my desk all day Thursday. Yeah. So it's like, we're like fantastic jugglers. Like you gotta (laughs) figure out how to get every, and it's, I wouldn't even say it's balancing because you can't give equal attention to stuff. So it's like finding, I guess, like harmony where you, like we were saying in the beginning, figuring out like what you're going to prioritize and making it all fit in look how that came full circle I love that (laughs) amazing yes I'm like a professional podcaster oh (laughs) (laughs) oh that's awesome yes so I love some that so much how I think it really all comes down to making sure it works in your schedule it's realistic for you planning it out. I am so type A, so Virgo. I plan out. Yeah, we're both Virgos. It's fantastic. So my husband comes into my office. This was like weeks ago after I told him, you know, I ordered a new planner and I already have like a journal that I use like at night. And then like, I obviously have my project management system and like my calendar and whatever. And he was like, so, uh, how many, how many uh, journals and notebooks do you need? And I was like, well, three. So I have this one for this one. And then this one's my calendar. And then I have this one. And he's like, uh, you're crazy. And I'm like, I'm really not though. You're just organized. Yeah. I'm just organized. I just got, I got my shit together, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got to ask. <laughs> I got to ask. Did you get the planner that I sent you? I didn't. No, no. I had already. So I have the Erin Condren. Oh yeah. That I have had, I used to use them, I don't know, probably like five or six years ago. And for whatever reason I got away from them and every planner kind of that I've tried since I stopped using after a while. And so I just came back to my tried and true, but yeah, yeah, I think, and that like, that's so important. I actually just recorded a, um, a podcast episode about this, but having the mindset to like plan and make Mm -hmm. sure that what you want to do fits in and like you take the time to really do that, you know, brainstorming and get it out on paper and like, see what it is and like plan it in. And I mean, if you have to change it, then you have to change it. Like you don't have to stick to your calendar, you know, to a T all the time, but it is important. And there is like psychology backing that if you write it down, you're, you know, more likely to remember it. And if you reflect on your goals, you're more likely to hit them. Like it is a thing. Like we don't just like say this. So you spend time writing paper, <laughs> like writing on paper. 
Yeah. I, there's that quote, like if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. Yeah. I think that's really accurate here because, and, and this goes with like, I have my girls track my, their macros. Right. And it's the same thing with like tracking the macros and the, um, pre-tracking the day before it's like, it's going to be a lot easier for you hitting your, your schedule and, um, planning out your workouts, you're going to hit those workouts a lot more. If you look in your week and you're like, Oh, you know what? Monday looks like a busy day for me. I'll probably schedule it out for Tuesday. Yeah. I'm just being realistic about it. Like yep. if I know I, my schedule is too tight to hit four days this week, I'm going to hit three days and that's okay because that's what I can realistically hit. And I can give those three workouts my absolute best. And I'm going to kick, I'm going to kick ass. Yeah, exactly. I totally, totally agree. Totally agree. So I think this is a good place to wrap up. So the show is called plant your health, because I believe that health is something that we really have to plant and watch grow over time. It's not something that, you know, one day you do whatever and boom, you're healthy. So with that in mind, how do you plant your health? Ooh, I love that question. Um, honestly, this reminds me of a book, how yoga works. They talk a lot about, if you've never read it, I'm going to send it to you because you would absolutely love that book. Um, and what it teaches is, you know, making those small movements every single day. So I think to me, planting your health means taking an inch every single day, moving just a little bit further forward. So you can always get to that highest self, you know, having that visualization in mind of this is my highest self and I'm just going to move towards it a little bit every single day. Yep. Yeah. Beautiful. I agree. And that goes back to like the whole seasons thing, you know, like in some seasons you'll move a little faster and in other seasons stuff will come up and you'll move a little slower. So yes, I love it. Love it. Okay. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate you and chatting with me and like giving everyone, you know, your perspective. And I think they're so fun with, you know, just like conversation wise to have all of the goodness and opinions and stuff and stories. Cause yours is so fun. Yes. Yes. I hope you didn't mind my, my brain that goes everywhere all at once. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Plant Your Health podcast with Caitlin Howarth. If you're not subscribed, if you're not following, go ahead and do that. That way you can get all the updates.